Hi everyone, welcome to Bite Marks. And today we've got a very, very special episode because we're joined by actual podcasters. Uh, we are joined by uh, Dustin Rosniak and Liam Anderson of the famed Well, There's Your Problem podcast. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. <laughs> I walk into that one every single time. <laughs> why, why don't you guys uh, introduce yourselves so that two people who don't know who you are. Hello, I'm I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person who's talking right now. I'm the host of Well, There's Your Problem, a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. This podcast is apparently also going to have slides, so I, I, we're we're all excited for that. <laughs> uh, um, I, I say your pronouns. Oh, my pronouns are he and him. There we go. Uh, hi, I'm Liam Anderson. I'm the mascot of the podcast. Well, there's your problem. Uh, a podcast about engineering disasters with slides. I already uh, said I'm, that. I know, but we, that's how they know me. They don't know me from my from my corporate job. Oh, I see. They just know I'm an they just know I'm an asshole on Twitter. So my pronouns are he and him. Awesome. Uh, I, I'm Emilio, the host of Bite Marks. My pronouns are he and him. Callum. Uh, and no matter what you can do or anyone else does, I'm still Callum. And <laughs> my pronouns are unpronounceable in your Earth language, but uh, you can call me he. Okay, that's fair enough. So fair that enough, seems yeah. to sort of detract from the utility of pronouns if they're unpronounceable. Like the idea is to be able to shorten. You well, know, they're not unwritable. Oh, well, I where I come from, sense, you yeah. you smell them. Oh, oh well, right, I got some bad sense. news for you. <laughs> I know, you're, <laughs> from, you're, you're shouting your pronouns right now. Yes. Oh, boy. we got to get HR for involved. Those of, for those of you at home, that man is quite sweaty. It, he came back from yeah. the mountain. Uh, maybe he got, like, spurred powers. I don't know how it works. The, the, that I, part I, of the U.S. I, is a I, mystery I, to me. It's all mountains and people who really like Donald Trump. Oh, God. <laughs> you went on a yeah. vision quest to, like, a McDonald's parking lot. Yeah, this is the part of the country that doesn't even have McDonald's, man. It's, uh... If you don't have McDonald's, what do you have? Gas stations. Uh, there's, there's a gas station. All there's, right. like, a, a family restaurant by the interstate. Okay, um, well... That's Everything it. was That's antique all. stores. It was, it was all <laughs> antique stores. There were there was no like grocery or food. Or it's just antique stores. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well. Yes, please. <laughs> if antique you were in the, sustain me. If you were in the New England part of uh, you know the United States, I would understand because the wasps are probably you know feed off that energy. But yeah. Anyway, so. Today on Bite Marks, we are doing something very special, uh, and that is we're changing it up by talking about a video game, uh, but also we're talking about something that I would consider to be an engineering disaster. So as you can see uh, by the slide, um, we have uh, we're, we're talking about bite, uh, about Half Life, <laughs> um, and the the title of course says government policy equals murder and uh, we're going to explore that um of course as as time goes on um but of course we can't talk about half-life with, without first talking about something even more important and that is 
a valve. <laughs> uh, a valve. And then, right. Yes. I hate you. I. <laughs> Emilio, I like this. I like this visual gag. Emilio, look at I, me. <laughs> look, look me in the eyes. I hate you. I, I understand it's a video game studio that doesn't actually produce video games. No, now they just produce DLC and whatever hat. other stupid thing. It, it is. They're 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 a hat company now. It is a yeah. fascinating uh, <laughs> idea of what a video game studio could be. And uh, we will talk about that and their most important product, which is, of course, another visual pun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I went a little bit overboard with that. But I, I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about. And that is, of course, the video game Half-Life by the games company uh, and also occasional gambling company Valve. Um, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Callum, why don't you talk about uh, Valve uh, to, to get us started? Okay, so um, one day, a, a regular man drank a magic glass of milk, and he was turned into Gabe Newell, who crafted the company Valve. I don't know if he actually made it, but he was a part of it. Uh, which is a game development studio in America that's Seattle-based, if I recall correctly. They have created games like uh, Team Fortress 2 and uh, Half the Half-Life series and Portal, which I would consider their most famous and important game, but Emilio and I disagree sometimes. And most, it's, uh, it's their most... Half-Life 2, you fraud. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me, sweaty mountain man. <laughs> Uh, but I, I probably their most famous and most contributory contribution to the gaming industry has been Steam, the online store where most people buy uh, computer games now. Yeah, if if anything, I think a lot of people, especially maybe Zoomers, probably aren't so aware of the legacy that Valve has had on the actual gaming industry, uh, not so much on the the way that you buy games, you know. Um, Half-Life was a revolution uh, for the time because it was one of the first really good story-driven FPS games that weren't just shooting demons in kind of the same corridors running around at hyperspeed, uh, you know, codified by Doom. And mm, uh, But actually, if I, if I can jump in there, yeah, sure. uh, interestingly enough, that was what Half-Life was meant to be. Oh, it, it was meant to be a Doom clone. It was well. It was meant to be a, a Quake total conversion, which yeah. means that it basically followed the same model as Quake, but with new artwork and new levels and things. Wasn't that just the word for first-person shooter back then? Was Doom clone? Yeah. Actually, no. It Wait. should have been Wolfenstein clone because Wolfenstein uh, was the first, uh, like proper three-dimensional shooter. But yeah, Doom was better. Yeah, it, it's one of those funny cases where, like, Wolfenstein 3D came out and it has, like, all the elements that you would expect of a first-person shooter. You know, you run around shooting Nazis, uh, you've got different kinds of guns, uh, it's a fun time. But it just was very limited and very, I think, arguably uh, not too interesting uh, relative to the other games of the time. And when Doom came out, it just, like, blew everyone's uh socks off and so we call them doom clones even though it wasn't technically the first one and i guess you could well actually you know there were like other fps games before then but come on like doom was one of the first big ones so it, it deserves the title but for the viewers at home you might be wondering okay well we usually talk about video games on this podcast why do we have two people who uh well one of them is an engineer and the other one is a 
uh, I'm not quite sure. Drexel University has made that kind of confusing. Um, Liam is a Liam. Liam is a Liam, yeah. Liam uh, is a Liam. <laughs> so the question is, getting ahead of myself there. So the question is, why do we have them on here? Well, uh, the central plot of Half-Life 1 is that you are a, to uh, everyone's horror, a government employee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who works? <laughs> no, working goddamn for the government. government. <laughs> Best gig I ever had was working for the goddamn government. <laughs> Our lunch, uh, all the paid vacation I could ask for. Best benefits. I worked in city hall. I never triggered a residence cascade though. That was above my pay grade. Did they teach you how to shoot guns? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that part of the government. But I got to argue with sheriff's deputies a lot. Oh, that that, that must have been awesome. Nice. Uh, the so for some reason, most of the employees at Black Mesa get firearms training, uh, for reasons that I think will become apparent as we go through this. So, <laughs> <laughs> the story of Black of Half Life. I keep calling it Black Mesa because of the remake. But the story of Half Life <laughs> is basically, uh, you are having the worst day ever as an employee. You've uh, arrived late for work. And, uh, you know, your boss is telling you to haul ass. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you end up triggering uh, the near apocalypse of the Earth and almost dying like a bajillion times. So... Mondays, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So let's... We have to, like, start this off by talking uh, a little bit about... um, Well, let me me set the scene. So, uh, May 16th, it's a quarter to nine. Um, Gordon Freeman is late for his first shift at the Black Mesa facility. Um, at the start of Half-Life 1, you have this very interesting uh, sequence where you will um, basically uh, enter, uh, experience the um, uh, story by listening to some automated messages while you're on a tram. Gordon is late. They're doing a big-time experiment at the facility. And... Um, you know, Gordon has a PhD, he's a, a very highly qualified scientist, but for some reason or the other, and here we are looking at a very highly technical diagram, uh, the job just involves him pushing a cart into a bunch of lasers. Now, uh, uh, Justin, maybe you can sort of uh, jump in here about like how, it, you know, the government sort of you know, uses its qualified personnel, but is that, would that be realistic? Would, would they just hire a PhD student to push some things into some lasers? I mean, they would hire a PhD student to do that. They wouldn't hire a PhD. Well, they probably would hire a PhD. No, they'd hire a PhD to do that. <laughs> I yeah yeah. The PhD market's a little saturated. So half life half life was just uh, prescient in knowing that uh, uh, knowing that a guy with a PhD, I believe from MIT yep. in Canon, uh, is just there to to push some shit around. I absolutely believe that. I've uh, uh, yeah exactly. I I for one don't because i don't think gordon has any work experience so he'd need at least five years experience in that field in, in the cart pushing field <laughs> yeah before he, he's you gotta submit, he's got to submit his times at the cart pushing races yeah he doesn't have enough references well you see the problem is yeah, it turns out he's actually only qualified with wheelbarrows uh, <laughs> and not uh carts <laughs> yeah they they just they were in crunch time they had to hire somebody so gordon freeman it was yeah. i mean yeah you know the big problem was that he, for some reason, uh, you know, gets a highly advanced suit of power armor called the HEV suit. That's like the iconic uh, orange suit of Half-Life. And 
Um, the interesting thing is, of course, this power armor protects him from things like radiation and chemical burns and gunfire for some reason. <laughs> uh, it's a very... Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... You, yeah, you've never had a day like that, Roz, when you were uh, working at PHA? Just strap on the power armor to go do an inspection? No, I, I was... Well, I, I have encountered... I did encounter several of those things while working at the Housing Authority. But no, but we did not have power armor suits. Ah, uh, they gotta up that budget, man. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do also want to say that um, Gordon Freeman goes over a, basically a small lake of toxic waste like a good 10 minutes before he gets his power suit it's uh we have to you know the government is like incredibly uh wasteful in its spending like you know the u.s deficit balloons every year they're not buying enough power armor for the grad students it's it's a mess you know um so the the question is of course uh what is going on and liam mentioned this earlier but what is exactly a resonance cascade so we'll start our story actually in chapter two of Half-Life. Half-Life is divided into a number of chapters. There are like 18 or something like that. Um, but uh, Buckle up. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> so our, our story starts at chapter two, Anomalous Materials. Um, Gordon was late. Oh, I, yes. I, I have a question. Yes. Is your slideshow supposed to be full screen? Uh, because I'm seeing a window which, has, um, which is just a normal PowerPoint window. Ha! Huh, it is supposed to be full screen, but it looks like we have some technical issues. Ha! Huh. Uh, well, maybe the please you stand may, by. Uh, you may have your stream set to a particular window as opposed to, you know, your whole monitor. Uh, yeah, I have this problem a lot. Yes. Oh, there we go. Huzzah! There we go. Uh, is this done in? Is this done in Lego? <laughs> Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> case, yeah. Uh, I, I really wanted wow. a fun drawing, uh, a diagram for the testing chamber because actually getting good quality pictures of the testing chamber is really hard. And like you can actually see the um, like lasers and what they're doing. So basically Gordon has this expensive education, a giant glowing green crystal uh, 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 pops up from the floor on a cart. And his job is literally to just push it into a giant field of lasers. Um, so first up, I think like anomalous materials really sets the tone uh, for a lot of the, uh, you know, the stuff like for starters, Gordon never speaks, like he's completely silent throughout this entire game, which is a huge departure, um, you know, for like video game storytelling. Usually, you know, we're, we're in this era of video games where like there are mascots who are cracking wise and they're all animals for some reason. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I was going to make a Mario Italian joke, but I, I think that might be in poor taste. <laughs> uh, there are no Italians on this podcast. Uh... Well, that's not the case. That's not <laughs> the point, Emilio. Is I'm not worried about offending anyone who's here. Okay, fair enough. We're putting this on I'm, the I'm offended that you're not insulting Italians. Ooh. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. Step up your game, boys. You can't bloody win. No, no, you can't. Uh, we're this close to being cancelled on Twitter. Um, we might as well no go. One, no one. Yeah, <laughs> we're this close to being ignored to death on Twitter. God. So Look, stir up some controversy. If you get cancelled hard enough, you'll you, you know no publicity is bad publicity. We'll fail upwards. Um, <laughs> 
So, yeah, uh, I think the first, like, obvious question that I have for you guys is, like, shouldn't they use a robot to do this kind of... It seems really dangerous to have someone, even, you know, in protective gear, inside a testing chamber, which, you know, could be saturated with radiation or chemicals or giant lasers, you know? Like, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I, I would think they could get a, a robot cart to just <laughs> to just do this. Yeah, I was like, about to say, this is... A this is a rather elaborate setup they have here. You would think they would, maybe the robot was out of order and they had to have Gordon Freeman come in and, and, um, you know, push the card himself, you know, Dude, just uh, like fucking duct tape the thing to a Roomba. Yeah. Just <laughs> have it do that. What's the toe rating? <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah, I was about to say. So yeah. Uh, the game starts off with a bang, uh, literally because it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> Um, oh, that's gone poorly. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I'm not a nuclear scientist or anything like that, uh, but uh, the equipment emitting giant rays of visible, you know, energy is probably not a good thing. No. Generally no. not a good thing, yeah. Also, the chamber seems to be saturated with this weird green gas, which I assume is just regular smoke, but tinted green, but I have no idea. I mean, this this stuff just happens at Led Zeppelin concerts. <laughs> this appears to be this appears to be some kind of large um what what are those uh what are those you know the things that like the sharper image or or some similar mall store like that where you can like it's a glass bowl oh i know and exactly you can, uh, and you like yeah, and put you your like, finger to the glass and the yeah yeah yes yeah that's what it looks those. like <laughs> oh, those those balls. yeah yeah Gordon tried that and and it didn't work as well as he had hoped. <laughs> so what has happened is basically, uh, you know, throughout the, the chapter two, they drop a little couple of hints as to what exactly is going on here. There's some weird crystal that they found, a very dangerous, not dangerous, but a very unusual specimen. And they were, uh, get this guys, going to violate safety standards to run the equipment above capacity. <laughs> what? In a government facility? I mean, that's crazy. I mean, am I off base? Do do does this happen? You know, in government testing facilities, does OSHA know? I would yes. <laughs> yeah, I would think more likely they're, they're they're shot just, when they uh, when OSHA gets to the front gate of Nellis, as an example. They're just shot. <laughs> there's a, there's a field out back that's called the OSHA field where they bury all of them. <laughs> no, I no. don't I don't know how they regulate safety at secret military government installations like. Is there is there an OSHA guy who comes in and has a security clearance? Do you need a security clearance to work at OSHA? Um, is he an on-site OSHA guy? Maybe like he just lives there. The implication, yeah, or it's like, cute. <laughs> the implication is that like most of the people who live in Black Mesa can't really like regularly leave. So yeah, I assume there's probably like an on-site OSHA guy. Uh, he's probably like immediately killed, which is why you know the government doesn't like. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about the government Ooh. but um it's a uh, it's it's not good folks and uh, gordon is of course uh suspiciously knocked unconscious by this giant you know eruption and uh yeah uh this is just a, a picture of the testing facility you can see that they actually do have something that almost looks like a robot but you know i think uh justin's theory is correct and the robot just isn't working so they like you know open the clutch and so they just have to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have to manually push it um, it's worth mentioning, and, and this is something that I think is pretty interesting, is that Black Mesa is built, generally speaking, inside, like, decommissioned Cold War-era 
um, facilities. And I don't know about like the U.S. government's policy on like reusing these facilities, but I would have hazard a guess that it's probably not the safest thing to do. I, those things are built pretty solidly, all things considered. They were, you know, designed to withstand like direct nuclear hits. Uh, you can you can sometimes find some of them on uh, real estate listings because most of the ICBM uh, silos are n not in use anymore. Um, because yeah, you do just live in half of them, like out in Kansas. I will say, yeah. I believe the United States military was going to. Uh, we had a military base built in, into the side of a mountain, one of uh, called Cheyenne Mountain. Mm -hmm. That's uh, still there. Uh, did they decommission it? I thought they had as part of the uh, as part of BRAC. I don't think so. I think it's still I think it's still around. I think the only thing that's different is it used to be very very secret, and now everyone knows about it. Right. Um, <laughs> that seems to be the way with a lot of secret facilities. They they get like discovered once, and then they yeah, become tourist destinations. It's funny yeah. how that works. So, Gordon is knocked out. When he comes to, uh, the facility is a mess. Um, basically, everyone is running around panicked, uh, kind of crazy. Um, there are ex random explosions going off, pipes bursting. Um, and uh, it's very clear that uh, A, everything has gone wrong. And B, uh, no one really knows what the procedure is for a random explosion of the crystal, because no one was expecting it. Although, more on that later. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I don't know what it's like in America, but in South Africa, you know, our safety protocols are usually like, okay, well, you know, don't panic, go to the assigned, uh, you know, evacuation point, uh, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, I, I presume they don't teach Americans how to like deal with aliens um, in, you know, the you safety rooms. In a, in a facility like this, that's working with like high energy lasers and crap. You would at least have, you know, a rehearsed system of evacuation. Right. You know, people people proceed to the muster points and evacuate the building or something of that nature. Although I also don't know what their ability to evacuate is or how they evacuate from what's presumably a missile silo in the middle of goddamn nowhere. It's in um, uh, in uh, New Mexico, actually. <laughs> uh, New Mexico. Well, you have to get someone to come in with buses you know <laughs> oh that's a, that is one slow evac isn't there like a train system there yeah, yeah maybe that would work one of the more if anyone <laughs> eats on my bus we're turning this evacuation around <laughs> right now uh one of the more unrealistic times. one of the more unrealistic parts about this game is that there is like working transit uh you know mass transit it uh, in an American video game. <laughs> um, and it's not immediately like uh, privatized and sold off to like, I don't know. And there's no like Elon Musk character who shows up and like, get rid of your train, install like a Hyperloop or whatever, you know? Um, so uh, here we are looking at a, a picture. Uh, I wonder if you guys can tell me what do you think doesn't actually belong here? Um, so there's a pallet obstructing the means uh, <laughs> of egress. This is, this is probably not a huge deal unless this is a fairly high-capacity corridor, which I guess it's not because there's only a single door at the end. I guess they're not expecting a lot of people to try and move this way, but I, I don't think you should be storing stuff in hallways in general, right? Also, a section of the roof is missing. Yeah, they're missing some acoustic panels there. <laughs> Um, that may, maybe they might have those out for like maintenance or something. 
Um, if it's Cold War era, these may be asbestos, and that's a problem. Um, these tiles, I would imagine, probably also fairly likely to be asbestos if they're of that era. So you got to check. I think it's the nine-inch tiles are usually the asbestos. Mm -hmm. um, you know, now it makes sense why they gave everyone power armor because you—it's just full of asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're not like touching it or working, I, I, even if you're touching it, if you're not like actively working on it, you're fine. Well, that's. I mean, I just love the idea that Gordon Freeman's power armor is just like. An asbestos filter. <laughs> I think they just triggered this disaster because they wanted to like close the facility, but weren't willing to go through with the basement. Um, I mean, this was just this was all yeah. just the tax fraud that went really, really wrong. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, barring you know various issues with uh, safety capacity, missing panels, uh, there are two pieces. There are two like what look like uh, rotisserie chickens that have been undercooked. Uh, with weird uh, antennae, uh, or like a... spoil their head crabs. Yes, they're my babies. Oh. I love them. I... Oh, I used to so adorable. I used to have a stuffed head crab actually. Really? Oh, that's no. awesome. Yeah, I, bought, yeah, I bought it from the Valve store many years ago. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. Uh, did you hide it what around was... the house and like uh, spook? Yes, people? I did. Ah, yes, I did. Yes, that's such a good use of a, a stuffed head crab. Just slap me on a sandwich with some peanut butter because I am jelly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it turns out that uh, randomly shooting lasers into crystals is actually not really scientific, uh, but it's also not very <laughs> safe. Uh, <laughs> because, um, oh, you know, <laughs> you know the, the funny thing is... Um, First time for everything, you know? Uh, I just... That's, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Uh, it, the funny thing is, this, um, this wizard shit isn't scientific, Jeffrey. Uh, the funny thing is, uh, Gordon Freeman's PhD thesis actually basically is about shooting lasers into crystals, uh, which I thought was like a really funny joke. Uh, but yeah, uh, anyway, so another unintended side effect of shooting lasers into a crystal is that it opened an interdimensional portal. Um, so, Whoops. <laughs> uh, Leo, you mentioned the word resonance cascade. Would you care to explain it uh, to the audience as to what that is? Uh, Jesus Christ, it's been so long since I played Half-Life. All I remember is that they open, the, they open a portal to Zen, uh, the crystal explodes, and then things start transporting in from Zen. Right. So it turns out that the experiment that they were the John doing... John Stewart's moment of Zen... <laughs> No, no. These are these are not. Are they? Are, these aliens are unfunny, like John Stewart. But unlike John Stewart, they're nine feet tall and they're gonna whoop your ass. <laughs> uh, wow, uh, John Stewart taking a, a surprising beating in this podcast. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. If he wants to fight, uh, I'm sure Justin is available in the parking lot outside of wherever he's recording. <laughs> in that McDonald's parking lot, he went on a spirit quest in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you're not fighting did John we Stewart, say that, wait, did we say that on the show or before the show? You said that before <laughs> the show. Oh shit! I'm sorry, everyone. We'll never explain this. Yeah, uh, they swiftly <laughs> on. If they want to find out, they have to subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's special Patreon content. That's Wait. good marketing. So, yes. um, it turns out that uh, the uh, resonance cascade actually is a trans-dimensional. Uh, uh, a portal event where portals from another dimension called Zen, uh, which is described as a quote-unquote border world, which I'm just assuming is like, I don't know, a place where there's like a lot of alien ice. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> which is <laughs> not strictly, you know, inaccurate. And a bunch of aliens uh, pop up. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it's not a good time for the scientists, most of whom are nerds, um, who don't have any yeah, later. <laughs> Those ladders should be caged. <laughs> yeah, that's going very poorly. And yeah. also, Einstein over Tie here. Tie off, man. <laughs> hey, you I'm... probably do need. You probably do need uh, uh, to be tied off to work in a sort of uh, area with fall hazards like that. Yeah, but again, this could be alleviated with caged ladders. Um, that would be the easiest thing to do. Um, another death. thing you could do, of course, is if yeah, if you don't. I don't know what they need. This is—is is this an elevator shaft? Yes. I mean, what is it? Yeah. It, it, oh, okay. It is okay. an elevator shaft. Uh, look, uh, Black In which Mesa case, I is. I don't know why they have. The most. Why do they have the ladders at all? Uh, you shouldn't need to access it in that fashion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Callum could talk a little bit about that in a second, but I just wanted to mention that uh, Black Mesa is probably not ADA uh, compliant, which is, yeah, that's their worst crime probably. <laughs> um, yeah. So Callum, uh, you wanted to talk about like how this game was made right like because there are like as we're noticing there are lots of problems with the way that black mesa looks in terms of like there are random ladders you know that are not tied uh you know caged off there are elevator shafts that are strangely you know easy to fall down um there are you know weird pallets and stuff like that that are just left attended so why don't you tell us a little bit about the way in which um, Half-Life was actually made? Because I feel like that would be very informative to understanding why these choices were made. Okay, well, um, as I, we mentioned earlier in the video, uh, Half-Life was initially meant to be like a fancy Quake total conversion, and it was supposed to be released about a year before it was actually released. But when they, you know, took a look at the game, they thought it wasn't fun or interesting, so they decided to rebuild it from the ground up. And we might go into this a bit later, but they used a, a cabal process, which is where um, they, they basically organized uh, key people from around the studio into teams, and then just started swapping those people in and out and making smaller teams and so on. And everyone got to put forward an idea. And if people liked it enough, they just started working on it. And... This got to the point where everything from the original game that they liked was trying to be implemented, but oftentimes they would just, you know, pick the implementation over the actual thing because it ended up being more fun. And that was basically the attitude for all the levels in Half-Life is to build it to be fun rather than, you know, sensical. Yeah. It's so this... Uh, Sorry, I was just gonna say. Well, you see, a cabal process uh, in Valve is not where they all like get a bunch of candles and form a ritual circle. <laughs> well, we don't know that. Uh, you you can't make assumptions like that. As as a member of the Jewish cabal, <laughs> I will say we we have done away with the candles for any number of years. But uh, yeah, I respect you different cabals' implementations. Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> app never worked. <laughs> you gotta, you still gotta get on the phone with. Uh, with Soros or whoever to get your paychecks. And really, <laughs> we were promised sort of a one one step solution and didn't get it. They should have just implemented it as uh, you know, just just have a secret feature in ways, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I see you've entered cabal mode. <laughs> she takes him to the nearest mansion. So, something well, that's a lot better than taking you directly into a ditch. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, we didn't go directly into the ditch. Yeah, we just true. went 
it, it we had to, we took the long way to get into the ditch, which is almost more insulting. You just have to draw a pentagram on like a, a satellite map, and the, an eye in space beams down a tractor beam. Just yeah, just melts down the road for you. Yes. <laughs> so, um, Callum, you know, brought this up, and I think it's very important. Like the, these guys, they were just you know dudes and gals, and I assume maybe end pals who were just chilling out. They were trying to make things that were fun. So, like in this part of the game, actually. Uh, is one of the more memorable sequences where you're climbing up this elevator shaft and the scientist is begging for his life, uh, asking you to do something about it. But the minute you get up there, he just he just lets go. <laughs> he just decides, well, I, I guess that's it. Uh, time to fall to my death. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking to the new guy. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, if we talk, we'll have to like talk more at the Christmas party. Ugh. Yeah, he's like, death is preferable to that. See ya. He's like, screw this. I've got tenure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know yeah, but this is this this particular moment was probably made to show you like oh hey there's a lot of ladders over here and also introduce the uh the the scientist character that you can't save no matter what which creates tension yeah you know it's like hey you know these are real people we're gonna lose them um and also you know i, I think the other thing is to introduce like platforming as a whole because half-life is so it like straddles the line between like uh, FPS games that are just all about shooting and like early games which had to have like more arcadey elements. So Half-Life does have first-person platforming, which is probably one of the weaker parts mm. of the game. Uh, if you've ever I tried... Mean, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the weaker parts of existence. Ooh, yeah. Uh, trying to land it's pixel-perfect on a narrow beam in first-person is just a pain. It's a pain in the ass. Because you can't see your feet. So you have no. You are essentially piloting a square man. Yeah, exactly. So. Oh my yeah. god! I never thought of that. <laughs> so uh, you know, uh, Justin. I, I. I mean, they've got the. They've got the barrels of presumably flammable material in the safety zone. That's what I assume those black. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah, this is not a. That that should not be. I, I don't think those should be stored uh, right there. Again, that is blocking means of egress for a lot of that room and um, you know I, uh, correct me if i'm wrong but you shouldn't put a barrel of flammable material right next to like a sign like that you could obstruct it that's probably bad as well oh yeah there is another one back in the hallway there that is very bad um i would uh if if i were as some kind of safety uh, inspector i'd be very angry i mean this these are also easily correctable problems i think you could probably put the flammables up against the wall and that would you know, solve the problem. <laughs> I think this just but, proves you know. your theory that, like, the whole Black Mesa Resonance Cascade was just literally an attempt to, like, clear out the facility so they could get, like, contractors inside to, like, you know, pass the safety, you know, uh, fudge the safety inspections. Part uh, it out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, come on. But uh, you will notice that uh, besides uh, that, there is something that's very, very unusual. And that is, of course, <laughs> uh, those random boxes in the corner. <laughs> uh, what are they? Why are they there? Uh, why can't you break them with a crowbar? The, uh, questions that science still can't answer. Uh, but no, I, I mean, of course, the dead scientist and the weird uh, things on the right. Uh, those are turrets. Um, don't ask me how um, the U.S. government managed to invent semi-autonomous gun turrets in the early 2000s <laughs> um but they did well it's just it, it's so fucking fitting that sentient gun turrets were up higher up on the list than robot assistant to put crystal in thing 
<laughs> yeah, well, well, I think if you're, you, you should probably not have these turrets in the same room that you're storing flammable liquids. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a pretty easy oversight. <laughs> yeah, well, I, maybe I feel this, like this, this is a fairly, this is a fairly obvious one. I, I feel like, you know, you could put the auto turret somewhere like near the 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 way you get in the room where you store the flammable liquids if they're particularly valuable flammable liquids you want to keep people from stealing but like if it accidentally shoots those barrels that's a bad thing um yeah because they'll obviously explode you know that that's how physics works <laughs> yes <laughs> what's some what like okay so they could be worse. They might not explode. They might just leak everywhere and then catch oh, fire. Be even worse. <laughs> you yeah. imagine having to clean that up in the middle of an alien invasion? <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to imagine like the janitor who's like, I hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> what fluids do I have to clean out of whose orifices this time? Yeah, you know, the blood is mixing with the oil. It's just, ugh. I, I don't even know if blood is like, so, uh, you know, uh, soluble in oil. Uh, does, does blood even mix with oil? I don't know. I mean, uh, I would say maybe. Maybe. Well, it depends how much cholesterol the person had. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, so what is happening is that instead of doing any kind of reasonable safety procedure, uh, basically the couple of guards that are in Black Mesa, because you see them, they they have these dopey-looking blue uniforms with these like really ridiculous helmets. They get immediately overwhelmed by all of the aliens because they're just armed with pistols. Um, Pistols aren't going to do that much against like aliens that can shoot lasers uh, from their hands. Um, Although I, I do have to say they are ridiculously overconfident <laughs> about how much they... Like, I remember running into a guard in the minutes I've played of Half-Life who's just like, hell yeah, we can do this. <laughs> and it's like, settle no, down, champ. Probably not, guy. <laughs> You know, he, he really had his coffee that morning. Yeah. But, so Definitely a red by guys a... with pistols, you know? Yeah. I mean, back I, I can barely, like, walk into the subway without seeing people with that. A more optimist half <laughs> alien invasion. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine, like, aliens trying to get in on the subway. Hello? Hello? <laughs> oh, this is oh. Emilio. Oh, hi. Yeah. Uh, what? Did did we all just lose signal? Hi, Emilio. We, did we... Uh, you, you came in all at once. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Um, do you want to just... Quote that out of context. Do you just want to pick pick that up again? Uh, <laughs> Justin, you were saying something about the subway? Oh, I was saying, you know, there's people like the, the, the subway cops have, have ARs. Like, <laughs> you would figure they would give the people, you know, guarding the, uh, guarding the, um, the secret military base something more than pistols. <laughs> You're kidding, you right? Well, I mean, right. It, it, it's entirely possible that they did because you just keep finding random weapons everywhere. Wait, no, you're kidding. Maybe, so yeah. you're, you're, maybe the, the weapons room got exploded too. You're kidding about the subway guards having ARs. Like, what? <laughs> Why would no. uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, We live in America, man. Yeah, this is America. You need the subway cops to, <laughs> to have ARs. Uh, not so much in Philly. Definitely in Washington, D.C. Jeez, that's uh, crazy. Th those guys are scary. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, have you ever seen a Transformers movie? They're going to turn the trains into robots, Emilio. Yeah, I mean, jeez, that's crazy. But anyway, as I was saying, uh, Gordon, literally, the, as the only person wearing the power armor suit, uh, Gordon is tasked with going to the surface to basically call for help because none of the redundancies in the system in, in the uh, you know, facility seems to actually be working. They can't send out a distress call for some reason. 
And uh, yeah, the plan is to literally send in the geek, you know, uh, with glasses <laughs> and bad eyesight to go to rescue everyone. And uh, it turns out that there's actually a little bit of a problem. Um, it turns out that the, the government actually knows. Oh no, <laughs> the government has known all along. And so that brings us to chapter five, which is personally one of my favorite chapters, and it's called We've Got Hostiles. So, uh, Justin, Liam. Oh, this is a good one. Let me, let me yes. ask you this. If, the, if you found out tomorrow that, like, I don't know, the, uh, what would be a, a good uh, example? Uh, does Drexel University have, like, a, a really good science department? Not anymore. <laughs> no, now they got rid of that. They had to expand the business school. Ah, boo. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. What would be the next best thing? Let's say... Uh, the, last, hmm? the last science department opened a portal to hell, and then they had to deal with that whole thing. Yeah, uh, your local McDonald's or whatever, right? If, if they somehow accidentally opened a portal to, you know, an alien world, uh, what do you think the government would do? Uh, kill everyone who saw it. <laughs> uh, Stranger right. Things, the Stranger Things method. Justin, what about you? Uh, is there like? I, I, I mean, there's I a don't space think force. We have enough state capacity. I don't think we have enough state capacity to actually kill everyone who saw it. I think they just sort of like try and make an effort to kill everyone who saw it, but not really succeed. I'm just, um, I'm just imagining. US government way, maybe. I'm just imagining yeah. like a overpaid, you know, like Blackwater contractor or something who's just like gunning down scientists like super casually. It's like. Uh, how long is this taking? <laughs> you know, he's checking his. There are so many of them. <laughs> yeah, his heart's not in it. You know, like uh, outsourcing yeah. guys. It, it's the death of America. He just wants. He just wants to go home. Yeah. Well, it's I like, mean, this, this is this is this would be the 40th Street McDonald's. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of people around there. Oh, you know, that's a hell of a McDonald's too. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly, I think that might right? already be a portal to another dimension. <laughs> I've been yeah. there at 3 a.m. <laughs> That's a good just, point, yeah. He just, like, waves his hands and call out, can you form an orderly line? I want to get home and play Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, he what just do gunned no. down. Guy's just gunning down a bunch of elderly uh, men <laughs> playing chess. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of like that, in that uh, the government sends in, oh. rather than sending, like, I don't know, the National Guard or FEMA, like, FEMA's the guys you send in, right? Does FEMA uh, yeah, or you... Nest team or someone? <laughs> Does FEMA have an alien mandate? I don't know. <laughs> um, they they probably do. They probably do. Yeah, honestly, well, probably like generalized uh, mass casualty event procedures could be used for you know an alien invasion. So I mean, if the, if this is an invasion, you could probably make a case that it's also illegal immigration. So they could send ICE in. <laughs> Oh yeah, they could send in customs and border patrol. Yeah, that would be. That... Yeah, so they send in rather than sending in any actual government uh, agency, they send in something called the HECU or the Hazardous Environment Combat Unit, uh, <laughs> uh, which uh, proceed to immediately murder all of the scientists. Um, actually, they're really introduced in a very good way. Uh, Callum, do you did you make it to that part of the game? Uh, no, but I know it well. Yeah. So what happens is, uh, like a... you're, you're like, hey, you're meeting a scientist as you get close to the surface. And he's like, hey, the government is here. They're here to save us. And he immediately walks into a government squad who just immediately just gun him down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then they, they scream nerd and high five a bunch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they took that out of the Black Mesa remake, which is unfortunate. You know, that's a... a yeah, you... it's, it's weird. It's such a great character building moment, especially when they give Gordon a wedgie. 
<laughs> so the government uh, sends in a combat unit who are there to kill all of the scientists. They're not here to evacuate anyone. They're not here to do anything. They actually, for the most part, you know, typical government, you know, they spend more time killing the scientists than they do really combating the aliens, <laughs> which is really funny to me. Um, well, I mean, it's easy points. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 You gotta, you gotta get that quota up, baby. You yeah. Gotta grind. You gotta grind for that XP. You're just filling <laughs> out the work order at this point. It's like, uh, oh, we had to fire a certain amount of bullets today. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, you actually start getting a lot more weapons at this point. So, like, you get the MP5, which is modeled in its glorious blocky. <laughs> You know, uh, low res. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, the the bullets are so low res. You can even see like the like the primer uh, is like off center, <laughs> uh, and the the bullet is, the casing isn't even round. It's like a weird uh, a pentagon. I'm gonna say like it's, it looks like a pentagon. Yeah, it's a it's a pentagon. But you shape. see, that's thematic <laughs> because this is secret government stuff. Yeah, the government MP5s yeah, use pentagon yeah. uh, pentagonal bullets. <laughs> yeah, that's like what like. 20 polygons max <laughs> so yeah you know the hecu they're there to kill people uh gordon is you know things are not looking good for everyone uh <laughs> this is also one of my favorite the, moments um the fucking angles on these photos are great because that this looks like a prank <laughs> it looks like the scientist is like burn it the, down he's turn it yeah. down you can't burn it down it's made of asbestos <laughs> Is it turn it down? Like I'll turn it down. Like turn the volume knob down. No, the or volume knob like is like also made of asbestos. He, he's yeah. distracting the security guard so that his friend. You're the just alien not hip, can... old man. <laughs> yeah, you know uh, the reason why uh, none of the si uh, guards have any of the guns is because uh, they were all in the places at the doors have like asbestos locks and they couldn't get them open. Um, well, also because they keep putting guns on the opposite side of the room instead of holding them. <laughs> Something that's always, uh, uh, you know, bothered me, um, Justin, maybe you'll know about this, but are vents actually supposed to be that, uh, you know, vents are never that big in real life, right? They're not. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it depends a lot on what the, uh, what, what kind of vent it is, right? Um, you know, because you'll have, uh, I mean, the fact that this is on a wall is very confusing to me. It's but at head again, height. They, <laughs> it's at head height, yeah, and you would think, I mean, they probably had to retrofit some kind of, uh, uh, HVAC system in there, so maybe they just squeezed it in wherever it could fit. Um, I would expect maybe you know that that that, that vent I would guess is for forced air in. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it, but the uh, you know, it's not, or it could be. I mean, it's certainly not. I, I'm a little bit confused by it because it doesn't have a diffuser or anything on there, it just has louvers. Um, which you know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I think maybe we're looking at this wrong. Instead of it being a vent for like air or whatever, I think that's just the way you get into the security office when the door is jammed. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that it, could be the case. Yeah, it's just like the uh, emergency security exit. You know, like oh, the drawer, drawer's jammed. Better crawl through the vents. Uh, pictured here a, uh, is a head grab zombie. They let, the, they let the nerds design this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so what you can see in the background is a head crab zombie. Uh, they're, they're one of the more iconic enemies of the, the series. Basically, those head crabs that uh, Liam pointed out earlier, uh, they do this terrible thing where they like to jump on people's heads and puppet, puppet, puppet the body like a, a, a zombie organism, <laughs> which is... Uh, they are an incredible, just like a wonderful metaphor for STDs. 
Yeah, it's a... Wait, what? <laughs> Because they're crabs. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, but like... It's true. I, Man, I served this to you on a silver platter with butter sauce. I need you to eat it. Please, please don't bring butter sauce into discussions about STIs, Callum. Ugh. I was, I was <laughs> playing on the crabs thing, but okay. And I, I think it's lo lobsters that typically get eaten with crabs. Uh, uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think people eat crabs with butter. Do they? Well, they. I've never been to the south. You, you, you destroyed that <laughs> sentence, but okay. You're supposed to. You're supposed to serve crabs with Old Bay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Gordon basically, uh, basically spends this entire time. Uh, just killing the government agents and also killing the aliens. And it's at this moment in time where uh, he realizes, essentially, that he can't really, um, you know, fix this situation by just killing everyone. More aliens keep pouring into, into the facility, despite the fact that the government guys are completely ineffectual. They keep sending more of them down there. <laughs> you know, there's like a, a dispatcher who's like, yeah, well, I guess we lost like squad 30. Better send in squad 31. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like some guys just like, ugh. I, I got pulled out of the reserves for this, you know, and we get to my second. I just want to go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we get to my second favorite um, chapter, uh, which is Blast Pit, uh, and I, I bet you'll you'll uh, see why. Which is big giant keto <laughs> <you know>, reactors. <laughs> that, that is not OSHA. <laughs> uh, I I to this day I still have no idea how this nerd managed to get on top of this massive like. I assume it's a reactor. I have no idea what this thing is. Justin, any ideas? Well, I mean, he he climbed I... up the ladder on the side and then walked across the beam. But how did he get into the room, Callum? There's like so much radiation. He's not wearing an HEV suit. Well, that doesn't seem to fucking matter in this building. <laughs> no. <laughs> the laws of physics yeah. drift in and out of relevancy. Yeah, it looks like there's a lot of like, what's it, cream soda at the bottom of that pit? <laughs> uh, I was about to say, it appears to be some kind of... Uh... Uh, a green liquid of some kind. Or maybe it's Jello. Maybe it's like, <laughs> could be Jello. Yeah. This is the Jello silo <laughs> in Black Mesa. <laughs> That thing is not actually a reactor. It's just a, um, you know, it's a a Jello dispenser. It's a mixer. Yeah. Again, these ladders should be caged. These platforms onto. There's no railings. Rails. Yeah, there's no railings. Like, how many times yeah. did I fall off these platforms? Because I was like shooting at the enemies, and I would just like run off the edge because there's no railing. Like that. That's a mess. That's, that's, that, that, that is definitely, there should be a railing, I believe, at 48 inches um, around anything which has a fall of more than four feet. That's definitely uh, more maybe than three feet. feet. I, I don't remember the regulation offhand. So. I have to go, go into an uh, international building code. What do the international building codes say about uh, giant alien tentacles <laughs> coming in your silos? <laughs> I would have to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe, I believe that. Um, okay, I forgot what I was gonna say, but in essence, it was a hentai joke. Oh, thank you. The viewers You're at welcome. home can fill that fill the gaps in. I'm sure. Um, yeah, so you gotta look what... in the uh, you gotta look in the Japanese building code for that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, just just <laughs> watch watch through all of our previous videos and imagine <laughs> what I would say about hentai. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, uh, before you give those videos a dislike, please give them a chance. Um, 
So, last you know what, if you really want to teach me a lesson, <laughs> subscribe to us because I want this channel to fail. <laughs> so, <laughs> a blast pit is an unusual sort of level uh, because it actually has a boss fight, and that is this giant horrific thing, which is basically just called the tentacles. Um, as you're making your way through the facility, Gordon has to get to a place called Lambda Complex, which is apparently where a bunch of scientists are all holed up and they're trying to do stuff. And you don't actually really spend a lot of time fighting any human enemies here. Primarily, you fight aliens. And uh, the climax of this uh, episode is fighting this tentacle thing, which is in a old rocket silo. Um, don't ask me how it got there. I assume it just sort of teleported its way inside. Um, and it's basically a puzzle boss. Remember those guys? <laughs> Remember when you had to, like, do a bunch of arbitrary things to defeat the boss, which was invulnerable to all of your bullets? <laughs> no. So yeah, uh, this tentacle thing is blocking your way, and you can't damage it. Like, no matter what you do, uh, your high-caliber ammunition just doesn't do anything to it. So um, what you have to do, and, and get this, this is going to sound strange, but you have to kickstart a rocket engine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like there were other steps that people could have tried, you know, like, I don't know, maybe like throwing a grenade down that hole, maybe that would have killed it. I don't know. I love the, the first resort is just like, ah, got it. <laughs> Rocket launch. Uh, you know, you could. Tell I mean, there's a rocket right. There's like a there's a rocket right there. Are you not gonna use it? No, that's okay. true. That's fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like that's like if you're in a museum and you're given the opportunity to fight someone with a sword. Yeah, you gotta. You're gonna take, take it. it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, it. you, you have to. That's it, yeah. not. It's not negotiable. So, so the way that you fight this boss is you'll notice again a lack of handrails, but in this case it actually comes in handy because you have to navigate around the silo, reactivating the oxygen, the fuel, the power so that you can kickstart the engine. Uh, and without the railings, it's really easy to go around because you just literally just jump off, you know, whichever floor that you're on <laughs> and, yeah. you know, try to get to, you know, some doors. Although those maybe those ladders should have cages. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, those, should, those should also be caged ladders, especially with, with the lack of handrails. I think if there were handrails there you wouldn't need the cages right so overall there's there's a, a lot of this which is not not code compliant but because the that ladder is fairly short um it, I, it does not need to be caged yes um I, <clears throat> you know you know what i've just noticed is that this hole doesn't seem to have a lid yeah that's actually like, a good point. like any any kind well, of door frame well, yeah, that's a good point. It's directly it's directly under like a rocket, so I assume that's like an exhaust. But I think you'd still want that to be covered. It should still yeah. have like a trap door, a trap door kind of thing, right? It should be sealed so that people don't fall into it or tentacles don't come up through it. <laughs> yeah, something else that I've always wanted is why can't they just like close the door and like cut the tentacles off? I assume that that would do it. You know, if the door is meant to withstand like a rocket launch, surely it can, you know, slice some tentacles. Or... Or just don't come into this room. <laughs> well, I would guess that's for that's to redirect the rocket exhaust. So it might not. You might. You probably don't have a reason to have a door there. You do have reason to have railings around it, though. True. <laughs> someone might fall in. I think that you know, I, the tentacles are probably OSHA compliant. They would have. They would have like kept to the railings. You know, they wouldn't have gone over and like done something reckless. Uh, they needed to remove those so the tentacles would attack you. Okay. Yeah, I, I think giant tentacles might might go, come under like um, fishery regulations or something. Like, <laughs> the closest, thing, like, the closest regulatory. Game. <laughs> yeah, close. 
closest regulatory uh, uh, thing I think might be regulated, similar to giant tentacles, would be octopuses. Um, so, so this I is... don't know much about octopuses. Blossfit is also one of the more egregious uh, violations, I would argue, in terms of engineering problems. Because, like, look at this. This is just a literal waterfall of toxic sludge <laughs> or Fanta or whatever. That's, you know. It's got to go somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this fucking ocean of pineapple Fanta. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at it. There's, like, random, like, there, that pipe has, like, a random vent you know, you can see there's a valve on that pipe, which I presume opens it, but it's also like weirdly open in the back. Where does this river flow to? Where does it come from? There is from? no yeah. possible way to get to this valve. Yeah. You have to go inside the this, pipe. <laughs> all of this toxic waste is being aerosolized um, and just sort of probably floating into the, the air system, right? If there's a return vent in there somewhere, it's almost certainly... Um, being redistributed through the building in aerosol form. So everyone in the building is inhaling this from this waterfall of toxic sludge. Okay, another you conspiracy. Maybe, maybe maybe that's why they're not allowed to leave. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say another conspiracy. Uh, Black Mesa, the whole thing didn't happen. Everyone is just dying of like toxic fume poisoning, and this is their like, dying dream. <laughs> Uh, uh it's the gas leak year from community yeah <laughs> so yeah it's 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 like this makes no sense why are there why is there a valve on top of a pipe that clearly can't be reached except by going through the pipe where are these rivers flowing why is there this weird silo it doesn't really make any sense like look at this <laughs> you know justin you talked about improper crate storage look at this the crates are stored in the toxic waste <laughs> oh come on <laughs> Probably not a good place to put those, yeah. <laughs> well, the one's not having a good time, but the other ones seem to be holding up all right. I mean, yeah. like, the f- again, are we certain this is toxic waste and not just, like, Fanta? Not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, if that you... soda from uh, Futurama? <laughs> oh, yeah, Slurm. Slurm. <laughs> but Slurm is basically toxic waste in Futurama. This is a good point, yeah. I mean, they'd still need a silo, I was about to say, silo of uh, slur <laughs> to, you know, process it. Um, in the background, uh, you can see one of the enemies, which I quite like, uh, something called a bull squid, uh, which is basically a, a squid with legs. Um, fun fact about the bull squids, um, the game actually implements, like, smell. So if a bull squid, the bull squid and the uh, head crabs are natural enemies, um, because, no, sorry, the bull squid and some of the other uh, creatures, I think, are natural enemies. So they will always attack each other if they can. But if the bull squid hits you, uh, you will have, for a very brief couple of seconds, a smell indicator that will direct zombies towards you. Uh, you know, uh, or it, 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 black, uh, the first Half-Life has a lot of weird, like, specific mechanics that you'll never really notice. Because you're just blasting, you know, your way through. And platforming on toxic barrels of sludge. <laughs> or, you know, crates that are just <laughs> randomly floating. Um, I also uh, well while we're bringing up interesting things, you know the 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 second enemy you meet after the head crabs, that like dog that's yeah the uh, like... hound eyes. Yeah, those are actually supposed to be friendlies. Really? In the in the first iteration of the game, yeah, they're supposed to help you out, but uh, Valve changed that because every player's first instinct <laughs> when they saw that thing was to shoot it. 
<laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gee, who knows? It's just, you know, it's just got like no discernible face. It makes weird alien noises. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't shoot it? Um, or maybe all the playtesters were American and they're just like, you know, they, they have to start blasting. Um, well, that's not that's not too far from the truth because Sierra like sourced it from people who sent in game registration codes, so it probably had to be local. Yeah, that's true. That's true as well. Also, notice on the right hand side there is just a a segment of the pipe that is just open with I, I don't know why that's there. This makes no sense. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, <Oof. laughs> that's not good yeah what is even yeah. happening here Guys, this is you, you, oh you shouldn't store this is a modern don't take naps planet. here don't take naps here don't store your yeah, you know good. your 45 magnum unholstered like that's bad uh, <laughs> you know it you know the toxic waste is bad when it melts the logo <laughs> yeah uh, it also has some uh, errors in the uv mapping there it looks like uh or maybe your theory about it becoming aerosolized is correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to, like, this... The Black Mesa is a tragedy for a lot of reasons. Uh, something that is brought up a lot about the game is, like, oftentimes you'll just find corpses, usually with loot, like this, uh, you know, Magnum uh, revolver, which is one of the <laughs> more powerful guns, <laughs> uh, which you'll never use because, like, you get so little ammo for it. So you're like, oh, well, I get so little ammo for it, I better save it up. But then, you know, you always save it up and you never use it because the shotgun is just you know, um, just always better <laughs> or, uh, you know, something mm, like but that. But what if I need it later? Yeah. It, it, it's like, do you guys, do you guys ever play like RPGs where you, you find like potions and it's like, this is the super secret good potion. And they're like, I will save it for later, but you never use it. I, I hate that. You never use it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that you should just give people like less good stuff. So they use it more often. Cause if someone never uses the thing, it's as if they never got it in the first place, you know? Or like, you know, don't make it super powerful and then make it more frequent. Just make it cool. Yes, that's true. Because you know, do you know how far I've gone out of my way in like every <laughs> Assassin's Creed game to get the best armor? And it's not because I care about armor. It's because it is the best looking costume most of the time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's the classic yeah. Ubisoft design. They gate the good stuff at the end. I mean, yeah, dude, I'll I'll go around the world for that trip. I uh, also <laughs> want to direct your attention to the security guard. Um, he, you know, he's clearly dead. Uh, I I don't know if the implication here is that he shot himself. Maybe he was just napping. <laughs> or that he, he died because of, you You know, he decided to camp out next to the radiation. Uh, <laughs> he tripped over the barrel and he just, like, knocked himself out. And the, the, tox the toxic slurm did all the rest. But Callum, how did his gun get out of its holster? I mean, <laughs> who knows? Uh, I find it also funny that there's just like a box of ammunition just like right next to the revolver as well. So like you clearly, you, he was clearly prepared. You know, he was clearly, you know, ready. And then he just like, uh, he suffered. Oh, wait, no, I've got it. I've got it. He was trying to like reload his gun, but he wasn't sure. So he was reading the instructions on the ammunition, on the ammunition box. And then he trips over the barrel and he drops both and he slips on the toxic waste and like bangs his head. And he's too embarrassed to get up now. So he just lets Gordon like loot him. Oh, yeah. This happened just before Gordon yeah. gets there. So he's pretending to be dead. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, no, I'm so dead. Uh, what a tragedy. Tell them I died like a hero. <laughs> uh, speaking of heroes, uh, 
we get to chapter seven, uh, which is uh, the second last chapter that I want to talk about. Um, don't worry, we're not going through all of the chapters. Um, so chapter seven um, is, you know, Gordon has dealt with the tentacle, you're hiding Rye, uh, you're the big man on campus. Um, at this point, the game throws in a couple of things. Uh, another puzzle boss. <laughs> and this is, you know, going to be relevant later. He's dead. Amelia. Oh, no. Hello? He's the podcast. <laughs> you died for a second, though. Oh, no. Uh, this is my podcast now. Welcome back to Bite Marks. Yeah. <laughs> I am Amelia and also Cowell. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We've been, uh, we've been alert- alluding to a coup for like five episodes now, and it finally <laughs> happened. It's Liam, maybe. Okay, we, we gotta now make merch now. Channel. We gotta make merch now Shit. of it's Liam baby and it's just Liam's face. <laughs> like in the big brother like <laughs> oh, <Mussolini. I'd> <laughs> that. <laughs> well if I can have design input, I want uh, Liam like with a flag standing on top of us uh, in like a corpse pile. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's... Yes please. We, we, we'll we'll get right on that. So uh, chapter uh, seven power up, uh, co- coincidentally, is all about power. Uh, firstly, uh, I don't know much about power generation, but I imagine that like uh, they don't have giant off signs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, power is all. I was about to say that's um, that is a very very simplistic set of controls there. Yeah, I do um, like the five speedometers so you can know how fast the, the le- electric is going. I was about to say, yeah, that, that seems uh. Also, it seems like the red and the green are swapped here, you know, because you'd think, you know, at some point up in the upper end, you'd be overloading the machine and to say the needle should not be there. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it, the, the, these are like, you know, tricked out like power generators, you know, they've got spoilers on them. <laughs> you, you, you optimize these babies for speed. <laughs> this is the greased lightning of power generators. What, what kind of power, what kind of power generator is it? <laughs> a cool kind. Yeah, it, it, it generates. It's cool kind of power generator that doesn't generate. It generates electricity from cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's AC, yeah, which, which is, is why uh, we can't ever get it to work. That's yeah. what all that green stuff was. It was liquid cool. <laughs> it's a, you put a chad in one end, and it sucks the cool out. <laughs> it comes out the other end, the virgin. Yeah, it's uh, AC for always cool, or maybe always chad. <laughs> Um, Alpha Chad. This is this yes. is what Nikola Tesla was working on before you know the government silenced him. <laughs> uh, so you he might, was harnessing the Chad powers. You might be wondering the um, secret plan to turn everyone in the world into a nerd. <laughs> uh, you might be wondering why 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 is this relevant? Well, oops, giant alien. <laughs> so oh, oh fuck. <laughs> big bad beetle borg. So you know, I don't know about engineering standards. For, I, I feel like a bipedal autonomous alien walker is probably like you know maybe there are some safety violations over here. It doesn't look like it has like hands. It just like it looks like it has like plasma cannons, which is probably not the you know most safe thing in the world. Um, I'm, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm alive. Uh, the CIA didn't hey. get me. <laughs> Hey, the CIA coup failed. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what happened. Uh, the CIA must have hit me with the disable your internet gun. It's the, it's the same gun they hit me with on our one stream. Oh my god. I feel like a disable your internet gun could just be a regular gun. 
you know, pointing at just shoot the bottom. Yeah, shoot the bottom. Yeah. Oh my! Can we leave this part in the podcast? Yeah, we totally can. Uh, Wait, are you still recording? Yes. Yeah, I've been recording the whole time. All right. So where was I? You missed us bonding. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you know the the spinoff show. Uh, well, there's your bite marks. Uh, won't include me. It's okay. Well, there's your marks. <laughs> All right. So uh, where was I? Um, giant aliens. Yeah. So uh, the the aliens teleport in like a creature which is called a gargantua. Not a most you know not the most originally named creature, but it's a bipedal alien walker. Uh, and as you can see here. Um, once again, the useless no. government is totally uh, inequipped to handle it. Unlike us, you know, uh, small government people who are, you know, lone individuals who will no doubt resolve this issue. <laughs> um, yes. Your believe... stream is not back up. Oh. Uh, yes. Cool. Yes. So, like, the problem is this alien tank is really, really difficult. Uh, I also like the suggestion, like, the shell casings are just, like, as big as that guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> which is really funny to me um but yeah it's a the aliens teleport in this big alien that is unkillable by regular means um i think in black mesa you can actually kill it but it'll take all your ammo uh which is weird um but the way the game wants you to deal with it is with electricity <laughs> so you know uh i don't just justin you can you know talk about this but i don't think like just transformers don't work like that <laughs> The way that you're supposed to kill it is by running it, having it run through somehow some transformers and get shocked to death and turn into giblets. But like, I, I don't think that's how electricity oh, okay. works. <laughs> I mean, but like, this is in modern games too. This the this exact thing happens in like Fallout Four. Oh, it does with rad roaches where you're walking oh, through yeah, like the yeah, generator yeah, right. and just like yeah. zaps one. It's just a giant Tesla coil. Her Tesla coils just sitting out there <laughs> for no reason. I mean, it's not not the world's most common um, electrical equipment. I gotta say. I mean, usually you try and avoid having electricity just arc in the <laughs> open air. Um, that's something which usually is an indicator which that something has gone wrong with a transformer. Also, rather than being ordinary operation also <laughs> i like how there are rails but there are like barbed wire around like the tesla coil. <laughs> we really don't want people people have been climbing into this since they were built and we're just sick of it stop kissing underneath the tesla coils also you know you're not that far away from the tesla coils i like how like somehow the alien is able to like walk into it and die but like you just literally the same distance away are completely unaffected when you hit that on switch so that's just that's just mwah, that's amazing <laughs> Well, I, I imagine the, the arc wants to go from one Tesla coil to another rather than, you know, just just latch on to any living thin thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you are also like a walking pile of metal. Gordon is wearing this the HEV suit, which is basically metal. It's actually chain well, metal. Also act as, that, could, that could act as like a Faraday cage. You might be fine. Hmm. Well, I know I know you can't actually die from electricity in this game, so that's actually not necessarily correct. <laughs> if you walk into okay. exposed wiring or something, the game will take off your health, and if you are low enough health, you'll die. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's weird. Oh, wait. You just reminded me of something. Um, okay, so pretty early on in the game, um, a pipe explodes, and lasers come out of it because it is a pipe of lasers. 
Is that right? One does. Is that a thing? Does would that exist? Um, well, I mean, that's what a fiber optic cable is. I was about uh, to bring that up. If you said no, I was about to throw that in your face. Damn it! You foiled. You've taken my thunder, sir. It. I, I just like like the idea. Like, oh yeah, you know, back in the old timey laser factory, they just have like these big pipes that are just like sending laser around the. We facility. used to dredge lasers up from the laser well. Um, yeah, so you you do, you kill the gargantua and uh, you get to basically uh, you know the the rest of the facility. You get to Lambda Complex. Uh, the government at this point is like, oh boy, uh, we're gonna make like uh, you know the U.S. government and pull out of uh, Vietnam after ruining the place. <laughs> and um, yes, the government basically decides uh, the situation is lost. Uh, we gotta nuke them. That's the only way to be sure. Um, and uh, yeah, they send in a black ops team to plant in a nuke and also kill the other guys. <laughs> okay, so why would they? You know what? Actually, now I I was gonna ask why they would like plant the nuke and not just shoot it, but I suppose people would notice. Also, you know, Justin brought it up. Like these places were probably built to withstand nukes, but not from the inside. Yeah, that'd oh, be it, it'd be relatively difficult, I think, to. Uh... You know, maybe if you had a bunker buster nuke, right? But you know, it's it's not a not something which I think you could do very well with an air burst. Even a ground burst might not do too much to it. Um. Yeah. So they they sent in like these, uh, funnily enough, black ops ninjas, <laughs> literally black ops ninjas. Um, when they're introduced, uh, you're like a guy's like, "Hey, uh, I'm t- told to tell you something," and then someone like jumps out of nowhere, shoots them with a silenced pistol, and then like ninja jumps back into the shadows. Uh, <laughs> um, they're wearing like spy cat suits, which is like really form fitting for some weird reason. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it's it's a rule. Ninjas have to be sexy. I mean, they they, they kind of have to be, you know, in a game that's I like. I don't make the rules, Emilio. I just enjoy them. In a game <laughs> that's oddly lacking for female characters, like I can't recall there ever actually being a female character in the game except for the female ninja. So that's this. That's weird. This was the nineties, Emilio. Females exist. Yeah, you know it's a, it's one that's sufficient. Um, maybe they could have a second one, and they could talk about ninja shit, and then they would pass the Bechdel test real easy. Um, you know, and then no one can complain about it. I can't. You know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, most. A lot of female characters around this time in video games were ninjas. It, I guess that's a way to add female characters into your game, but also make them non-threatening to your male gamers. Oh, they're like, oh yeah, she's a ninja. She'll wear like this spy cat suit that's really form-fitting. But don't worry, guys, she's not a threat to your masculinity. She's not actually going to be, heaven forbid, like strong. Oh and no, she's fun-dabbing me. <laughs> I'm being fun-dabbed. <laughs> so yeah, Gordon. Gordon fights his way through all of this. He gets, you know, the railway system powered on, which is fun because that's really cool. Uh, a rail car with literally no rails, you know, to keep you from falling out of it. Um, and you get yeah, to Lambda sure. Complex. Oh, well, you're sorry, you're on your, you're still on your way to Lambda Complex. You're trying to get to Lambda Complex in like, you know, a lot. And you get to this chapter, which is the last chapter that we're going to talk about, which is called uh, Residue Processing. <laughs> now, Justin, uh, would you believe that the government? Uh, uh, penny pinched when they were making Black Mesa. That makes a lot of sense to me. 
I mean, all these things are on shoestring budgets all the time. Even Where not, like, are the goddamn ladder cages? <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Well, I mean, the government's sending in their own inspectors to inspect their own work. So, you know, that's... Mm. Uh, and they're, they're using notepads and uh, pencils that only know one very loud sound. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, the... Black Mesa is kind of built really cheaply because there are parts of the facility that are abandoned, uh, and we'll talk about that. But like in uh, chapter 10, uh, residue processing, we get this really hilarious sequence where Gordon, um, you know, uh, is thrown into a trash compactor like Star Wars. <laughs> and this is the trash compactor. <laughs> and it has a conveniently structured like set of boxes for you to escape from. <laughs> um, it also has a hole in the bottom. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Like uh Justin, you you know, do trash compactors like this exist in real life? I don't I think that would be really inefficient. Well, usually they're made of metal and not concrete. Usually they're like a machine that sits in a room rather than being a whole room. Um I see you've never seen Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I I we're talking about real life, not Star Wars. I know. I know. <laughs> I mean the the they're the same, right? The the funny thing, yeah, Justin, we'll, we'll have you guys back on for like when we do the failures of like Death Star engineering. <laughs> it's just Justin talking like for forty minutes about why there are no rails on the Death Star. <laughs> the, 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 really, the, there there's just a lot. There's a lot of negligence in terms of mitigating yeah, fall hazards here. in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's funny how I mean, this the trash compactor itself here. You can see there's a door up here and then a ledge. Again, there's no railing. Um, this is a particularly hazardous area to be in, right? On account of it being a large trash room-sized trash compactor. Yeah, you know. Which I don't. I don't know what the the question I have is. How do you get the trash out of here after you compact? It? Maybe that's what the hole um, in the floor is for. <laughs> I mean, I also. So. I, I think you have to have a guy working in there, <laughs> right? And that that is that is the confined space thing, I think, at that point. And then you need a specialist to do it yeah, rather than just, you know, the janitor. Yeah, they got a guy with um, a PhD. <laughs> and I, I can see why they need, like, a, a gigaplanet-sized power generator now because there's a billion lights in this room. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you need a massive hydraulic ram because this is such a large area to be compacting, right? And it seems also to me that this is going to, rather than compacting the trash into a, a, a easily maneuverable cube, it's going to be sort of a pancake, yeah. right? <laughs> and I don't see how the pancake can fit in the hole in the floor very easily. Uh, all of these problems are just, it, they cut, but you know, the gov typical government, they cut, uh, you know, corners wherever they cut. Can. Yeah. I, I question made by the lowest bidder. I question the need for an on-site trash compactor in the first place. You know, they could just have they could just use regular garbage trucks. You know, they can just put all their crap on well, the curb. This, and, this is you know, have... <laughs> New Mexico. Just remember, this is in the middle of the New Mexico secret desert. government installation. Yeah, yeah. Right. The secret oh, yeah. government yeah, trash it up for collection. I do like that. Listen, they they have trash collection at many secret military bases. <laughs> In that area, I assume, right there. Well, Area 51 had there was some controversy like two decades ago. I think that they were burning most of their waste on site and oh, not no. in a particularly controlled manner. Oh, um, that's terrible. And a lot of toxic chemicals got uh, released. Um, so that's that's uh, 
that that was a lawsuit a while back where the government was forced to acknowledge that the base existed. <laughs> I mean, I like how well, that's how it happened too. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Maybe maybe they used the trash compactor, but then they realized how inefficient it was, and so they started dumping the boxes and whatever into this um, this Shrek snot. <laughs> oh. So yeah, you know, it's funny that like Black Mesa has these giant vats of slime that are compacted for some reason and they don't do anything but just compact the slime maybe it's jello i have no idea but like black mesa is full of these abandoned like decommissioned just derelict parts and you know when you when you're on your way you know through this part like this is the most dangerous part of the uh, game because there's no even less you know safety regulations they're just like random conveyor belts and like gears and things like that and hydraulic presses that you have to navigate for some reason <laughs> yeah it it, it it speaks to the old style of video game design where um you know players just have to like be able to navigate these crazy factories <laughs> because that was a thing that was expected of you know platformers and stuff like that um but I, I just love this image because I think it really encapsulates like everything that's wrong with like the engineering of Black Mesa. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no ventilation in yeah. this room. This hall shouldn't be open air. I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean those pistons are gonna splash all that Shrek snot <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you know, like it... why are they pistoning the Shrek juice? Ugh. This is another good question. I don't know why they're doing it in the first place. I don't know what that's supposed to accomplish. Maybe uh, it's trying to. If you're trying to agitate it, you know, you would have some kind of circular thing in there, you know, spinning around rather than a piston going up and down. Um, I, I, I don't I don't understand it. Maybe, maybe I don't we're I don't know what they're wrong. trying to accomplish. <laughs> we we are all wrong. This this isn't a science factory. This is a, a lemon lime soda factory. <laughs> ah. And and those vats are like the the grape uh uh, barrels that uh, French people used to step in, and it's just yeah, yeah. crushing lemons yeah. and limes. A foudre. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah, I, I guess it, it could be sort of a wine press sort of situation. Oh, yeah. That's sort of what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> the Black Mesa wine press. <laughs> the, yeah. yeah, this has all just been an elaborate like prank that got way out of hand. Uh, the the government required Black Mesa to be partially self funding, so they set up a wine press. <laughs> they opened up a winery. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they 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 set up a theoretical physics department. <laughs> oh yeah, they started as a winery, but then they like, oh yeah, we've got all this extra money. Why don't we just do some physics on the side? <laughs> we we need to pay the bills. What pays the bills better than experimental physics? Listen, a particle accelerator is basically just a large fermentation tank, right? <laughs> um. So, yeah, um, basically, you know, this is the last chapter um, where, like, things really come to a head. Um, from this point on, you will reach a Lambda complex. Uh, the scientists were like, hey, guys, we have to stop the resonance cascade. Uh, but there's an alien on the other side of the portal holding it open. You got to go there and deal with it. And then, uh, you know, uh, Gordon will jump in through a portal um, go fight a giant space baby called the Neolinth, <laughs> uh, kill the space baby, and uh, then Half-Life basically ends, uh, which is the end of the slideshow. Yay! <laughs> uh, well, if he's like, well, he's standing on the other side of the portal holding it open, is it like the elevator 
or open button, something like that. Yeah, just yeah. jamming it with his <laughs> with his alien baby fingers. So you should be able to override that if you are in, if you put the portal into fire mode. <laughs> if someone has the key. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, you know the portal operator. Like you had you, that. You know it was government requirement. Like portal operators, they you know are totally needed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we need to do jobs program. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you you know what, um, Emilio, you did miss out an important uh, part of the ending. Is that at the end the accounts department does visit Gordon <laughs> in in a tram ride through space? Oh yeah. So at the end of the game, um, you're met by G-Man, who's this secret guy who has been shadow you know shadow puppeting everything from behind the scenes and he gives you a job offer you know i mean you're hiding right you've just stopped an alien invasion you you know you you got your first day of the job now you've got a new job lined up and uh, you know the game gives you a choice uh which is really funny uh the g-man is like hey gordon you can work for me or you can go out of the tram that's floating through space and if you do that, you get teleported to a room full of aliens with no weapons who kill you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you know, it's just like every job you've ever had to take, which is, you know, either starve. <laughs> it, you know, it's, it's, it's very, you know, capitalist of it. It's like, oh, take this job or die. <laughs> um, it, okay, so I, I do want to mention it's, I don't know the answers to this, but it is really weird that he's called the G-Man. The G-Man. And the main character is called Gordon. Gordon, well, you know, it's uh, Gordon Freeman, G-Man. G-Man is also a uh, slang for, like, government man, because he looks like a government yeah. man. He's wearing a yes. suit, uh, and he's kind of creepy. Oh. So there's, like, that connection. It's like well. Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. It's the guys who visit you during a alleged alien sighting. Yeah. Uh, I think oh. part of G-Man's origin wasn't necessarily fully fleshed out. Like, they kind of keep it ambiguous. Oh, does How he... How much of this game isn't fully fleshed out? <laughs> so much. So yes. much. Half-Life 2 is, is better in so many ways. Um, Thank you. But uh, actually, I I do want to bring up with that uh, when they created the design document for this game, they had over two hundred pages of details. Oh my goodness! Wow. <laughs> yeah, and um, the the guy uh, the article I I summarized for this video uh, was written by Ken Birdwell, who was a designer at Valve at the time, and he said that on a day to day basis, that two hundred uh, page document was vague. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Um. Uh. So we, I think we're reaching the end of this podcast. Uh, it has been a journey, an engineering disaster. Yeah. Um, we've learned some lessons. We've um, made fun of government uh, overreach. Um, Justin, any 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 lessons? What do you think? Uh, I. I would say, you know, just just remember that, you know, fall hazards are a real workplace safety issue, <laughs> which, you know, have uh, can can quite easily be fatal, even with fairly small falls. So always put in handrails, um, make sure you cage your ladders if they're over. I'm not sure how long it's supposed to be. Um, make sure you're using proper safety equipment if there is an unguarded fall hazard. Um, and you know, just, just don't, just don't, you know, die from a fall. It's not good. Um, that is, that is what I would have to say. And Black Mesa should be written up for just how many unguarded fall hazards there Great are. Violations they yeah. Have. Yeah. Um, Liam, any last words? 
Uh, oh, that sounded threatening. <laughs> no, I was about to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just stole my joke, so no, I'm good. Uh, why don't you? Do you guys have uh, something to shout out? Of course you do, but just shout it out. Uh, yeah. Well, there's your, well, there's your problem. Uh, I just subscribed to your Patreon. Ah, oh, thank Go you. Subscribe to your Patreon. <laughs> That's so nice. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, I. Yeah. You are you are currently supporting my ramen habit. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, excellent. Um, yes. L- listen to well. There's your problem. Podcast. It's a podcast about engineering disasters. As we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, it's very. Good. It's also very good. It's yeah. very very good. I yeah. think it's one of the best uh, podcasts. Um, that's about leftism or about engineering disasters, uh, and also. Oh, we yeah. do both. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Callum, uh, do you want to do our segment? <laughs> well, I our segment, our <laughs> shoutouts. You mean? Uh, please, please keep keep watching our show. Please, please. <laughs> please keep watching our show. We I don't we don't do anything else anymore. Please, the world is is hurting. Um, no, uh, please keep watching the show. Subscribe and comment and like and hit that bell and go to our Twitter and bully me, please. Uh, and if you can, please sign up to the Patreon as well. It will help us make these videos a bit more easily and eventually afford a KFC console. Yeah, that is a, a goal <laughs> on this podcast yeah. to get a KFC console. Um, That's been a running theme since like episode two. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah uh, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Um, this is a really fun episode. I would love to have you guys on again. Yeah, I mean, uh, we can talk about infinity ways that people can fall off surfaces with no rails. Um, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars would be a good. Episode. Star Wars would be a good episode. Um, just uh, yeah, everyone, take care. Uh, get your vaccines if you can. Wear your mask. Um, and be safe. Uh, good night, everyone. And just yeah. remember, the real, the real problem was the bike marks we found along the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, cut it. <laughs> cut it. Uh, okay. Good night. And what the fuck are you doing, Todd? Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, we we make fun of Todd at the end of every episode <laughs> for you know the oh. test. <laughs> All right. Bye. For real. Uh, okay. Before we go. We'd like to give a special shout out to the people that make bite marks happen, our beloved patrons. You should see them right now uh, on the screen, uh, and we'd like to give a special shout out to the Gigabyte tier patrons, Liam Anderson, Forrest, and Ilya Stope. Thanks a lot, guys, and also thanks to all of our other patrons. You guys really help us out and make bite marks uh, a show that's something that we just want to keep doing and keep trying to make better. Okay. Uh, Bye for real now. Goodbye.